0: everybody it's been a long time since I talked to you guys a lot of stuff going on I know I always say that I always have every intention of uh, recording a show and then you know life just uh, life just sort of happens I've been doing a little bit of traveling for work uh, planned on doing a show I uh, just like the last one I planned on doing a show on the road uh, I just didn't work out you know not enough time uh, my job, when I'm on the road, it can be a little demanding. I know in the past I've had the opportunity to do some shows um, while I was traveling, but uh, it's not the case now. Um, so a little bit of context. A couple of weeks ago, I had to go up to Massachusetts for work, um, which is pretty nice. You know, I haven't been in Massachusetts in a really long time. You know, it's, it was turning into fall. It wasn't quite fall yet. Leaves weren't changing. Whatever. So I was up in Massachusetts for about a week, and then I went directly from Massachusetts to, uh, to upstate New York. So for those of you that have been to New York City, but never been to the rest of the state, um, upstate New York is, is different. There's a lot of suburban areas. There's, there's very little um, what I would consider urban areas compared to New York. Um, I was in the capital district of New York, which is Albany, Schenectady, and Troy. Um, I grew up in Schenectady. Um, went to high school in Schenectady and, uh, I was going up there to the capital district. Um, friend of mine, good friend of mine from when I was in the army, he was getting married. He's from that area. So, um, killed two birds with one stone, did the work thing. And then his wedding happened to be the day after I was done with my work stuff. Uh, so my wife flew up there. I was excited to be able to show her Schenectady and, you know, the capital district. Cause you know, I always say, you know, we met while I was still in the army and uh she only knew like the army side of me i guess she never knew the the, the Schenectady New York part of me and uh i was excited to sh- to show that to her um it was it was it was pretty pretty nice to be back up there it it's, the place has changed a lot and not necessarily in a good way um but it was it was nice to be up there you know all the family that i had up there is, is now gone but uh so you know the only thing that really connects me there, you know, some of my friends um, from high school, their parents still live there. You know, I got to see some of them, but the only thing that's really connecting me to that place because my family's gone from there is the memories that I have there or from there. And a lot of that is starting to like deteriorate. I was a little disappointed when I first got up there to see the state of the city of connected. It's definitely changed a lot since the last time I was up there. Uh, My brother used to live up there. Um, Yeah, but it was it was nice to to actually be up there and see some of the stuff. And, you know, I got to link up with one of my track coaches from from when I was in high school and a friend of mine from high school who actually works at the high school now. She she teaches there. Um, So that was that was pretty nice to be able to to do that and not only do that, but to share that with my with my wife who had never seen that. I understand that has zero to do with uh, football or soccer, but, you know, I just figured I'd share that with you guys. Um, Yeah, it was it was a good time. Um, didn't really do much. I was pretty inebriated for for the majority of the time that I was there. You know, I was there for a wedding still. So, uh, it was, it was pretty nice. And, um, yeah, I, I really, I had a good time while I was up there. So, um, yeah, looking forward to, uh, well, I can't even say that. I don't know if, when the next time is, if ever, that I'll go back up there. Um, Yeah, that's tough to say, because I really, like I said, I don't have anything connecting me um, to there. But um, anyway, I would like to say congratulations to Dan and Michelle uh, for getting married and inviting me, having me be a part of the wedding, which was phenomenal. It's in the Saratoga area. Uh, It was it was uh, it was pretty nice. No, it wasn't Saratoga. It was Queensbury. It's Lake George. What am I talking about? Um, He's from Saratoga originally, but totally irrelevant. But anyway, (laughs) Back to the subject at hand A lot of soccer going on, a lot of football Um, I'm excited because uh, Today's Saturday, October 2nd uh, 2021 Um, On October 7th I'm taking My boys My three children, three male boys Three male children, whatever Taking them from San Antonio Going up to Austin To see the U.S. Men's National Team Play against uh, Jamaica in a World Cup qualifier. So I've, I've never got to see the U.S. national team play in person. Um, I've seen uh, Germany and France play, and I know I've mentioned that before, but this will only be my second ever um, national team match. I'm, I'm really, really excited about it. The team that the U.S. selected, is it's not the best, but it's its really, really good. Um, so some of the people that I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing are Tyler Adams, John Brooks, John Brooks. If you remember, he's one of the people that uh, uh, that Jurgen Klinsmann um, brought. One of the you know half German, half Americans. Um, there's uh, Sargino Dest, who plays for Barcelona right now. Um, uh, DeAndre Yedlin, who at one point he was one of the fastest you know players, if not defenders, or I should say defenders, if not players, in the game at one point. I believe he's playing in Turkey right now. Um, and then of course there is Timothy Weah. So, you know, I've mentioned Timothy Waya's name on here. I don't even know how many times. He plays for uh, the defending league uh, champions, Lille, um, and he is the son of George Weah, uh, you know, Ballon d'Or winner. So, um, I'm really excited to see this game. Really excited to, you know, share this with my kids. And you know, it's on a it's on a Thursday, which is gonna be kind of weird because I have to work the next morning. Um, you know, Austin's only like an hour away, but. You know we probably won't be back until after midnight we'll see the ex- the game's supposed to start I think at 6 30. We'll see how everything works. I'm gonna be sitting next to uh, right in front of a work colleague of mine and his kids so it'll be it'll be pretty cool. it'll be something that uh, will definitely be memorable um, and I'm, I'm really 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 looking forward to it so um, yeah I'm really excited about that now I plan on doing another show because you know there obviously there's another international break coming up. Um, I think in a couple of days is when it officially starts. I think Wednesday or maybe Tuesday that that it officially starts. Obviously, you know, the U.S. national team is going to be playing. So I'm going to do another show between now and that game. I may do a little bit of recording in the stadium, depending on how loud it is. Apparently it's a sellout. Um, The stadium only holds 20,500 people, which, you know, doesn't sound like a lot, but uh, it is sold out. So um, looking forward to that. I, I'm, like I said, I'm going to try to do some some recording, um, at least you know, see if I can, I don't know, do something that I'll be able to use on on a future show. So pretty excited about that. But today's Saturday. There are matches that are that are going on right now. I'm not going to be covering any of that. I'm just going to be covering um, the most recent matches, reading off some scores, and uh, yeah. So the the next show that I do, I'll cover this. Uh, the games that are going on starting from yesterday and games that are ongoing right now. So, without further ado, starting in the Bundesliga, match day 6. Last Friday, we had Firth 1, Bayern Munich 3. Last Saturday, uh, Bayer Leverkusen 1, Mainz 0. Eintracht, Frankfurt and Cologne played to a 1-1 draw. RB Leipzig destroyed Hertha Berlin 6-0. Hoffenheim 3, Wolfsburg 1. Union Berlin 1, Armenia Bielefeld 0. And then Borussia Mönchengladbach somehow defeated Borussia Dortmund 1-0. then last Sunday you had Bochum and Stuttgart play with a 0-0 draw, which was pretty disappointing. And then Freiburg 3, Augsburg 0. So after match day 6, Bayern was still on top. Bayer Leverkusen was in 2nd with 13 points. Wolfsburg in 3rd with 13. Borussia Dortmund and Freiburg in 4th and 5th both with 12 points Mainz in 6th place with 10 points and then Cologne in 7th with 9 points Stuttgart was sitting in 13th with only 5 points in 6 matches that is very disappointing uh, bottom of the table Augsburg in 15th with 5 points Armenia Bielefeld in 16th with 4 Bochum in 17th with 4 points and then Firth in last place with 1 point I need, really need uh, Silas the player formerly known as Wamangatuka uh, to get back in Stuttgart. He remember because of the thing with his name, um, you know, that was caused by his agent. He was supposed to miss, I think it was 90 days, I think that they suspended him for, but he was also injured. So we're waiting for him to come back from the Achilles injury plus that he's still serving the suspension. So right now it's looking like he's going to return mid November. So we still got six weeks before he comes back, which, you know, depending on how Stuttgart does today, hopefully, um, you know, we won't be sitting, you know, bottom of the table when he comes back. But Stuttgart needs to start winning the games that that they should win. Like losing, de- or not losing, sorry. I, I look at a draw as almost like a loss, but, de- and it all depends on the team. You know, if you, if you get a draw against uh, Bayern, That's not bad, but if you get a draw against Bochum, a team that you're supposed to beat, I I consider that almost to be a loss. So, I mean, yes, it's a long season. A lot of games left. However, um, Stuttgart needs to... They they need to turn it around. They they need Wamangatuka back. And, you know, we'll see how he is even once he comes back. He may still need two more months after he does come back to be able to, you know, get his feet under him. So, we'll see. All right, moving on to France and Ligue 1. This is match day seven and eight for them, because uh, they had they had a whole full Wednesday the 22nd of September a full um, slate of matches. So Wednesday the 22nd it was Lille two, Rennes one. Monaco defeated Set etienne three to one. Montpellier and Bordeaux played to a three three draw. Nantes three, Brest one. Rene destroyed Clermont Foot six to zero. Angers and Marseille played to a 0-0 draw. Lyon Zero Strasbourg one, FC Lorient one Nice zero, Lyon defeated Troyes three to one, and then Paris Saint Germain defeated Metz two to one. And then last Saturday, uh, Saint Etienne zero Nice three, Lille defeated Strasbourg two to one, Lyon and FC Lorient played to a one one draw, and then PSG defeated Montpellier two to zero. On Sunday. Bordeaux and René played to a 1 1 draw. Metz defeated Brest 2 1. Rennes 3, Nantes 1. Troyes and Angers played to a 1 1 draw. Monaco defeated Clermont Foot 3 1. And then Lens defeated Marseille 3 2. So after match day 8, the league on the table looks like this PSG has not lost a match. They're sitting on top with 24 points. Lens is in second with 15. Marseille is in third with 14 And then fourth, fifth, and sixth Is Nice, Angers, And FC Lorient, all with 13 points Bottom of the table In 17th, you got Troya with 6 points In 18th is Metz With 6 points Brest is in 19th with 4 And then Set Etienne, surprisingly sitting at the bottom of the table With 20 points I mean, PSG is doing their thing I mean, yes They may not be as explosive As, uh Some other teams or I guess is not even some other teams, just they might not be as exposed to what expectation is for them, but they're doing their thing. I mean they're they're in Paris. I mean, excuse me, not Paris, they're in France. Um, and you know, according to the UEFA coefficient, the Portuguese League is is better than the French League. I don't know if that's that's true, but it is what it is. right, Syria. Italy match day five and six, because they also did a weird kind of midweek thing. So Tuesday, the 21st of September, Bologna and Genoa play to a 2-2 draw. Atalanta 1, Sassuolo, oh, excuse me, Atalanta 2, Sassuolo 1. Inter defeated Florentina 3-1. Wednesday, uh, 22nd of September, and I'm going to continue to butcher this name all season, I'm sorry. Uh, C- Salernitana, <laughs> and Hellas Verona play to a 2-2 draw. I will get better with that. Juventus defeated Spezia three 3-2, Caligari 0, Empoli 2, AC Milan defeated Venezia 2-0. Then on Thursday, the 23rd of September, Sampdoria fell to Napoli 4-0, Torino and Lazio played to a 1-1 draw, and then Roma defeated Udinese 1-0. Last Saturday, uh, the 25th of September, AC Milan defeated Spezia 2-1, Inter and Atalanta played to a 2-2 draw. Genoa and Hellas Verona played to a 3-3 draw. Then on Sunday, it was Juventus 3, Sampdoria 2. Empoli defeated Bologna 4-2. Sassuolo defeated Salernitana 1-0. Udinese 0, Fiorentina 1. The, what is the name of this derby? It's like the Derby della Capitale, I think it is. I don't know, I'm making up Italian words, but um, Lazio 3, Roma 2. And then Napoli defeated Caligari 2 0. And then this past Monday, uh, Venezia and Torino played to a 1 1 draw. So after match day six in Serie A, Napoli is sitting on top with 18 points. AC Milan's in second with 16 points, followed by Inter in third with 14 points. Roma is in fourth. Fiorentina is in fifth, both with 12 points. Lazio is in sixth with 11. Bottom of the table, in 17th, you got Spezia with four. Venezia is in 18th with four points. Caligiri is in 19th with two, and then Slorentana, Slorentana. is in last place with one point. All right, moving on to Syria. What? Sorry, I'm all over the place. It's not Syria. am talking about La Liga. Sorry, I had to take a drink. Um, Tuesday, the 21st of September. Um, this is match day six and seven. Again, those weird midweek matches. Quitafe uh, 1, Atletico Madrid 2. Athletic Club 1, uh, Rayo Vallecano 2. Levante 0, Vigo 2. Wednesday, September 22nd. Español 0, I love, excuse me, Español 1, Alaves 0. Sevilla 3, Valencia 1. Real Madrid 6, Mallorca 1. Villarreal 4, Elche 1. On Thursday, uh, that's so the 23rd of September. Granada 2, Real Sociedad 3. Osasuna 1, Real Betis 3. Cadiz held Barcelona 2, a 0-0 zero, zero draw. Saturday the 25th of September, Alaves 1, Atletico Madrid 0. Valencia and Athletic Club played a 1-1 draw. Sevilla 2, Espanol 0. Villarreal held Real Madrid to a 0-0 zero, zero draw. Sunday the 26th of September, Mallorca 2, Osasuna 3, Barcelona 3, Levante 0, um, Real Betis 2, Getafe 0. And on Monday, uh, 27th of September, Celta Vigo 1, Granada 0. So after match day 7 for La Liga, Real Madrid sitting on top with 17 points, Real Sociedad's in second with 16, Sevilla's in third with 14, Atletico Madrid is in fourth also with 14. Rayo Veracano is in 5th with 13 points, Barcelona is sitting in 6th right now with 12 points. Bottom of the table in 17th, you got Levante with 4 points, 18-19 you have Granada and Alaves both sitting with 3 points, and then in last place with 0 points on the season you have Getafe. Okay, moving on to the Premier League. Hmm. Well, first off, let me talk about Barcelona and Real Madrid. So Both these teams are in bad shape right now. Um, Last I heard, Coleman is, you know, some of the players are supporting him, some of the players are not, and there's the possibility that he won't have a job by mid month. When I say mid month, I'm talking about the middle of October. Um, I don't want to say that, you know, the club lives and dies with uh, Lionel Messi, but the club is not. Not doing well, sitting in sixth place. Yes, they're only five points out of out of first place. Season's still early, but they just don't look good. They do not look good. They're not performing well in the Champions League. I, I there's a there's a website that I follow. It's somewhat political, but they do some sports stuff too. It's called 538. I'm not going to get into the reason why they call it 538, but one of the things that they do cover is sports and the probability of teams advancing to certain positions or in tournaments or whatever and right now Barcelona is in the Champions League but 538.com is predicting that Barcelona is going to win the Europa League that that's 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 tragic that that really is tragic it's it's terrible <laughs> i don't want to laugh but they're they're like broke or they no they're not in broke they're not broke they're in debt same thing with Real Madrid. Um, you know, if you would have told me three, four years ago, three years ago, two years ago, if you would have told me two years ago that Barcelona was going to be a billion dollars, a billion euros, whatever, in debt, Lionel Messi was going to be playing in uh, Paris, and that Ronaldo would be back in the Premier League, I wouldn't believe anything that you said, but um is doing, doing bad. They're doing terrible. I just saw an article recently that said that uh, I think it was a Qatari group was trying to they, they wanted to pay off the debts of Barcelona. Now, what they wanted in return, the article didn't really say. Because I think Barcelona, I'm pretty sure, is, is fan-owned. but Or at least majority fan-owned. But, uh, wow. I mean, that, that's bad. That, that's terrible. This is, this is one of the most recognizable clubs in the world. And they're a billion dollars in debt, and they're sitting in sixth place, and they're being projected to win the Europa League. That, that's terrible. That's terrible. Now, me as a Stuttgart fan, I can't really talk trash because you know, Stuttgart can't even get into the Europa Conference League, let alone get relegated from the Champions League into the Europa League. But, uh, and there's no guarantee that that'll happen to Barcelona. They, you know, they may make it to the, um, to the knockout stage of the Champions League, but right now they're, they're not looking good. They they just aren't like at all. So they just lost to Benfica in the Champions League, actually. So uh, it was like 3-0, if memory serves me correctly. So um, yeah, things things are looking pretty bad. In Barcelona. I don't I don't really know uh, too much about what's going on at Real Madrid, to be honest with you. But um, now you know, with every passing week, it just becomes more and more evident of why they were pushing so hard and why they're still pushing hard um, for the the European super league because it's all about money. I mean, can you imagine if Barcelona finishes outside the top four this season and they have to play in the Europa league or even worse, the Europa conference league. Can you imagine? I mean, they, they need that champions league money to be able to, you know, pick up players and pay salaries even. So, um, I I wouldn't be surprised if they do end up moving forward with this whole Qatari, uh, I would call it a bailout strategy. I don't know what else to, to really even define that as, but that that might have to happen in order for Barcelona to, to remain afloat, because they they need some they need some serious help. They Barcelona is not the club that we, that we all know and and remember, you know. And how much of that is Lionel Messi's fault? Because I mean, it's not his fault. He's a player, you know. He. He's not the league. He's not a he's not a member of the board of Barcelona. They are paying him this money. I mean that that that's on them ultimately. But wow, how far how far have they fallen? All right. So moving, on, I'm just going to cover the, uh, the the Premier League table. This is, like I said, this is before this come this weekend that we're in right now. Uh, but you had Liverpool sitting on top with 14 points, and this is after match day six. You had Man City, Chelsea, Man United, and Everton, and Brighton and Hove Albion and you know 2 through 6 all sitting at 13 points um West Ham was in 7th and then bottom of the table you had Newcastle united with 3 Leeds in 18th with 3 Burnley 19th with 2 and then Norwich sitting on 0 points right now for the season um phew, wow a lot, there's there's still still a lot of games to be played but um, all right, I'm going to jump ahead to the current Europa Europa League, Europa Conference League, uh, and Champions League tables. All right, so this is after match day two. I'm just going to start with the Europa Conference League. I apologize again if I butcher some of these names, but uh, let's see, in group A, sitting on top is Maccabi Tel Aviv with four points. Lask is in second, also with four points. HJK is in third with three points. And then... Alaskert is in, is in uh, last with zero points. Uh, group B, you got Partizan Biograd sitting on six points. Ghent also sitting on six points. And then Flora Tallinn and Anothosis both have zero points. Group C, Roma's on top with six. Bodo Glempt uh, is sitting in second with four. CSKA Sofia sitting on one point. And then Zoria, zero points. Group D, Azed is on top with four. Uh, Gablonek, three points. Randers, two points. And then CFR Kluge, one point. Group E, Feyenoord's on top with four. Slavia Prague and Union Berlin both have three points. And then Maccabi Haifa has one point. Group F, Copenhagen's on top with six points. PAOK sitting in second with four. Slovan Bratislava, one point. And then Lincoln Red Imps, a lot of people's favorite team. Uh, then last place in the group with zero points. Group G, Tottenham Hotspur and Rene both have four points. Uh, Vitesi from the Netherlands, three points. And then Moria, zero points. Group H, Korobag FK, and Basel both have four points. And then Kairat Almaty, one point. And Anomia Nicosia, one point. All right, looking at the Europa League, these are all after match day two. Group A, you. my doorbell is ringing. Group A, um, you have Lyon on top with six points, followed by Sparta Prague with four, Brandby with one, and Rangers zero points. Group B, you got PSV Eindhoven and Monaco both with four points, Real Sociedad with two, and then Strom Graz with zero points. Group C, you have Legia Warsaw. On top with six, Spartak Moscow with three, and then Napoli and Leicester City both have one point. Group D, Olympiakos on top with six, followed by Eintracht Frankfurt with four. Fenerbahce is in third with one, and then Real Antwerp, zero points. Group E, Galatasaray Rise on top with four, Lazio's in second with three, Marseille's in third with two, and then Locomotive Moscow, one point. Group F Braga's on top with six, Red Star Belgrade, three. And then Ludo and Mitiglan both have one point each. Group G, Bayer Leverkusen and Real Betis are both on top with six points. Francavos and Celtic, zero points. Group H, West Ham's on top with six points. Dynamo Zagreb and Genk both have three. And then Rapid Viena, rapid Vienna, zero points. Moving on to the Champions League. After match day two, Group A, PSG and Club Brugge both have four points. Man City has three points. And then RB Leipzig, zero points. Group B, Liverpool's on top with six, followed by Atletico Madrid, four. FC Porto, one point, And AC Milan, zero. Group C, Ajax and Borussia Dortmund, both on top with six points. Uh, Besiktas and Sporting, zero points. Group D, this, this has been, like, one of the biggest weeks for this uh, Sheriff Terrace Bowl uh, They're from the They're the Moldovan champions They're sitting on top of Group D With 6 points followed by Real Madrid 3 points Inter and Shakhtar Donetsk both have 1 point Group E Bayern Munich is sitting on top with 6 points Benfica's in 2nd With 4 Dynamo Kiev in 3rd with 1 And then Barcelona all the way to the bottom 0 points Group F, Atalanta is on top with four. Young Boys and Manchester United both have three. And then Villarreal has one point. Group G, Red Bull Salzburg on top with four. Sevilla and Wolfsburg both have two. And then Lille, one point. And then finally, Group H, Juventus is on top with six points. Chelsea and Zenit St. Petersburg both have three. And then Malmo has zero points. So the Champions League, you know, it will be back in in a couple of weeks. Um, like I mentioned, we got this uh, international break coming up, so um, like I said, I'm looking looking forward to it for sure. So there's just so much craziness going on in the world of football right now, you know, from finances to you know some players performing, some teams not, and uh, I don't know, just just madness. It is, it really is just madness, and the madness is going to continue because I've been mentioning it for. The two years that I've been doing this podcast Next year, we have the World Cup In November and December So that is going to completely throw off A bunch of domestic schedules It won't mess with the MLS schedule The MLS season will be over So hopefully the United States um, Starting with this coming Thursday Will be able to qualify for the World Cup Um, You know, Canada and Mexico are looking pretty good the U.S. has to finish in the top three to get an automatic qualifier, then I think fourth place um, fourth place will go to play the playoff against I'm not sure who, it's either Oceania Oceana or um, somebody from CAF, I'm not 100% sure but the European calendar um, <laughs> I'm waiting to see how that's going to play out, how it's going to look for next year it will probably look a little weird, you know, having a extended break. So maybe they, they might start a couple of weeks earlier next summer or end a little bit later, the summer of 2023. So um, we'll see. We will see what happens. So um, that that's really all the news that I have for right now. Like I said, I'm going to put out a show in a couple of days about the upcoming um, international break, which I'm looking forward to. Typically don't really enjoy the international breaks during the club season. Um, you know, I like the Continental Championships. Those seem to, you know, have a little bit more going on, um, and they don't cause as much of a disruption. But uh, yeah, this this one shouldn't be too bad. I think I'm excited to, obviously, going to see Team USA on uh, on Thursday in Austin, Texas. So, all right, that's all I got. Uh, thank you guys for for listening, You're hitting me up on Instagram and Twitter, um, and you know the emails. So. You know, please continue to do that. I'm um, gonna, as best I can, try to maintain a, a regular schedule. I, I I realize that you know when the show is kind of sporadic, um, you know, it, it does tend to mess with people's feeds or you know not knowing necessarily when the show is coming out, um, it might not be a priority. But I apologize for that. I'm gonna try to get back on a, on a somewhat normal schedule. Episodes, you know, t- tend to be like around thirty minutes. They may. Become more frequent, but a little bit shorter. I don't know. Let me know if you guys would like that. I could do a quick 15 minutes um, instead of just reading off scores. Maybe I could just do news on one day, and then maybe answer some some questions on another day. Um, you know, we'll see. We'll see how that works. I might have to might have to test that out. So, um, thank you guys for listening. I hope you guys have a great rest of your weekend, and uh, I will talk to you guys in a few days. Um, yeah, thanks for listening. You guys stay safe. Continue to wash your hands and you know, if you guys are still wearing masks, wash those too. Um, you guys be safe out there and, uh, talk to you guys later. Thanks. Bye.